Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Rhythm 67. This is the Youth Culture News episode, breakout, portion, whatever you want to call it. It's designed for parents uh, who really need some insight into the life of their student. A youth culture gets confusing. There's so much going on. There's so much information, so much happening day in and day out in the lives of our students that uh, we need somebody uh, to step in and say, tell us what's going on. That's what this is here for, Rhythm 67 Youth Culture News. Every week we talk about something like uh, a song or an app or a book or any other any other number of things that uh, might be of interest to you as a parent in engaging your student with the gospel first, but also entering into their, their world and understanding what's going on. Someone told me the other day that I also need to talk about games, like video games. And I'm not a gamer, so I'll have to get someone in here uh, to talk about games. If you have someone, uh, you could recommend send me their name, we'll get them on here, and they can talk about some of the hot games that are going on right now in the teen world. Hey, today I want to start out by talking about a song that is um, a hit on the radio. I think last week it was number one for a few days on Billboard Hot 100, um, and this song is called Attention, and it's by Charlie Puth. I hope I say his name right, P-U-T-H. I should have looked up the pronunciation for that. Um, Charlie Puth, uh, it's the song called Attention. I want to break down some of the lyrics for you and talk about that just a little bit. Before we do that, let's listen to a portion of the song so you'll know uh, what the song is about if you have not yet heard it. Run around, run around, run around, throwing that dirt all on my name. Cause you knew that I knew that I knew that I'd call you up. You've been going around, going around, going around every party in LA. Cause you knew that I knew that I knew that I'd be at one. Oh. I know that dress is karma, perfume regret. You got me thinking about when you were mine. All right, so that's a little taste of the song. Uh, we just got right into the chorus. I'll hit, hit you with some more of that here in just a minute. Uh, but this song is about a breakup at some point. Um, the, a guy and girl break up, and now the girl, all she's longing for is the attention of that uh, guy she broke up with back. She wants to get that attention back. So I, I looked into the writing of the song. Charlie Puth and Jacob Kosher are the, are the writers on the song. Uh, and here's Charlie's explanation for why he wrote the song. This is what he said. I was reading someone's Instagram, and they had poured their heart out about this girl. And the only thing I could think about was, I think they were trying to convey some sort of message like, I moved on, and I'm a guy, and I'm strong. But what I got from that was, wow, this girl completely played you, and this girl just wanted attention. Uh, so he wrote the song from the idea or the perspective that there's the breakup, the girl, the guy's like, I'm over it. The girl's getting attention, so he gives her attention. Uh, and actually, Charlie's like, 
the guy got played. The guy he got tricked uh, by this girl into giving her the attention that she wanted uh, and desired and longed for. Uh, I'm going to play for you just a little bit more of like what I call the chorus, uh, the main part of the song. Listen to what he says in here. Without a doubt, this song has some some catch to it, some rhythm, some beat. A really uh, uh, an engaging song in many ways. But listen to what he says here in uh, in the chorus. Maybe you just hate the thought of me with someone new Yeah, you just want attention I knew from the start You're just making sure I'm never getting over you oh. You run around, run around, run around Throwing that dirt all on my name Cause you knew that I, knew that I, knew that I'd call you up all right, so a little bit more of the song there. I can't play the whole song uh, and record it on the podcast, but uh, you can find it in iTunes, other places if you so desire. But uh, I want to talk about some of the things that this song brings up. And I think the way I look at pop music is there is always a lesson to be learned in it. Because when you listen to pop music, you really get to the heart of uh, humanity and the struggles uh, that teenagers go through quite often. I mean, that's, this is why it's engaging to teenagers, because they connect with the message. They won't always tell you that, but they connect with the message in some way um, that the artist is singing. Teenagers are so much smarter than we give them credit for. We think, ah, oh, they just listen to it because it has this crazy beat. But they engage with the lyrics. They know what they're singing. And that's why it connects on a deeper level with them because they understand uh, the hurt or the pain that they're going through. So many teenagers have gone through a breakup. So they understand when he sings about... Um, uh, the breakup in this song, they know they've been through that. They can connect with that really on an emotional level. That's what the song is designed to do. But also it shines light on what happens after a breakup, the emotions that they go through that a um, guy goes through and a girl goes through and that she just wants to get his attention back. She wants to know she still matters to someone. She mattered to him in the past. So she wants to try to matter again. In the end, according to the author of the song, She's just playing the guy. She's just getting attention, and then she's going to run off onto the next thing, leaving the guy brokenhearted there. It's kind of how I see the direction of this song. Now, this song has several lessons in it. First, uh, what should we think about this girl as we hear the song? Uh, is she in a mode of desperation? Um, maybe she's doing anything that she can to get the attention of this former flame. Um, and for me, it's one of the saddest situations that I, I experience that young ladies go through a, a young girl who wants the attention of a former flame only because she believes there is no one else. Now, maybe that's not the perspective this song is written from, uh, but you can hear that in here on some level that the girl just wants attention because she thinks that that's the only guy that's ever going to love her. And this is a conversation you need to have with your, with your daughters. So many young girls get into a relationship and they get locked into that guy and they break up for whatever reason and they think that's it. Life is over because there's no one else in the world that's going to love me. Now, we're in a country of 300 million people. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be someone else out there that will love them for who they are and for what they bring to the relationship uh, and not try to change them, manipulate them, which is what often happens when they enter back and forth into this relationship with this one guy uh, who they think uh, hung the moon. And so have this conversation with your teenage girls. Have it before they're in relationships. Say, hey, there's a, a lot of guys out there. They may not be a match for you. 
Um, they may not be the one for you. Um, this really brings up some dating issues. However, you handle that as parents, uh, you talk that through. <laughs> I, I am, I have four daughters, so arranged marriage is looking pretty good for us. Uh, we'll help them, uh, pick out, uh, their husband at some point. But we don't date right now during junior high. We don't date during high school. Um, if we're going to go out, we go out in groups. That's how we handle it at our family. There is absolutely, I mean, let's just be honest. There's no reason for a guy and a girl teenager to be alone, right? I mean, most of you may not agree with me. Some of you may not agree with me. But would you leave a loaded gun at home with a toddler uh, and leave them by themselves? No, something is going to happen, right? The gun's there. It looks like a toy. They're going to play with it. Something's going to happen. So when teenage boys, teenage girls, hormones a-popping, as a friend of mine says, why are we going to leave them alone? <laughs> Something is going to happen. Okay, we've got to think this through as parents. We are parents. Now, we have the ability to say, no, you're not going to be alone with a male or with a female until um, college at the earliest. I have no problems with hanging out with my girls and whatever boy they're interested at the time because it is only for a time. So we can hang out. Maybe they like them. Maybe they don't. Any conversation that they can have, uh, that they want to have, they can have it in front of me. And if they can't have it in front of me, they probably shouldn't be having it. Okay? That's just my take on it. I realize everyone handles relationships differently. I get a little fired up about this because I get so disappointed in how some people handle uh, their kids' relationships as if... They're enablers and not the parent in the situation, okay? I'm not trying to scold you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. That's how I handle it. That's how my wife and I handle it. You take it uh, how you want to do it, how you see best. But I would encourage you to really think that through. Hey, even think about what it was like when you were a teenager. Enough said. All right, the male in this song, another idea, another thought, another lesson. The male in this song really points to the selfishness in relationships. You don't want to be with me. But you also don't want me to forget about you. In some ways, it really shows the psychological toll that relationships have on people. I'm going to trap you into only thinking of me and no one else, right? You're just going to think about me and no one else in the world. Uh, you aren't worth being with, but I don't want you to be with anyone else. So we see like selfishness and greed at its finest um, in this song. So... A lot of lessons to be learned from the song. Uh, I'll play just a little bit more of it. You can hear a few more seconds. Alright, that's about all I can play of that song. That's Attention by Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth, P-U-T-H. Uh, a lot of lessons to be learned in that song, should you desire to listen to it. You've probably heard all you need to on here uh, of the song to have a conversation with your daughter or your son about relationships and ultimately the toll that those relationships have on them emotionally. So they can should really consider uh, who they connect with uh, on a deep level in a male to female relationship or female to male relationship. Be careful with those dating relationships because um, connections are made uh, and when those connections are broken, they are hurtful. I would encourage you to have those conversations.
All right, next I want to talk about an app that's out there. We always try to talk about one every week that you may not know about. Last week we talked about Snapchat. Hopefully you learned some information you didn't know, and maybe you're looking into that a little more. This week we're talking about one that you probably use yourself as parents, and that's Instagram. Uh, Instagram um, started out as a little app that you store pictures on, and it just blew up into this big social network that um, Facebook eventually bought for maybe billions, I think. I don't know what the number is, but uh, they they paid a lot of money to have this app, and it's uh, it's growing. Uh, the user base is significant, uh, and teenagers are using it. What's interesting about Instagram is that it has actually adopted a lot of the um, characteristics of Snapchat. Um, and when questioned about it, they said it's not a copy of Snapchat. It's just a part of the trend of the genre of that type of app that they're just uh, taking that on to use in their in their own space. So Instagram has filters. Instagram has pictures that you share for 24 hours and they go away. Just a lot of things that look like uh, Snapchat. So very interesting. Instagram has not yet adapted the discovery channels like um, Snapchat has, those that I talked about that were really impure. But they uh, Instagram does have a lot of curated content, meaning there are a lot of accounts um, that are specifically designed to push content to your students, um, to the user. Uh, especially there are, some co- there are a lot of Instagram accounts that are created specifically for the purpose of marketing. So you'll have this personality on Instagram who then takes products and places them strategically in photos or in videos um, and sending those to uh, their user. Very interesting, uh, a Snap or Instagram. Here's some characteristics about Instagram. It lets users snap, edit, and share photos and 15-second videos, either publicly or within a private network of followers. It unites the most popular features of social media sites, sharing, seeing, and commenting on photos. It also lets you apply fun filters and effects to your photos, making them look high-quality and artistic. So we talked about some of those things. Here's some things you need to know. Three things you need to know, and then I'll wrap up with a story that you need to look up, and in, in the link to that will be in, in the show notes. Three things you need to know. Teens are on the lookout for likes. Similar to the way they use Facebook, teens may measure the, quote, success of their photos, even their self-worth, by the number of likes or comments they receive. Posting a photo or video can be problematic if teens are posting to validate their popularity. Now, I always make jokes about this, but sometimes it seems like there are folks that I follow on Instagram who are on vacation 365 days a year. It's like, really? Every picture that you post on here looks perfect, like it was staged. And really what we're finding is a lot of folks do stage pictures to make their life look better than it really is. That's a real thing uh, that happens on Instagram and other social networks. Teens taking pictures to look awesome when they really feel inside like their life is terrible. So then another teen sees that and say, look how awesome their life is. My life must be terrible. So then I have to post a picture that looks better than, or they just don't post at all. And then we have this really false narrative or false reality created. Next thing, public photos are the default. Photos and videos shared on Instagram are public unless privacy settings are adjusted. Hashtags and location information can make photos even more visible to communities beyond a teen's followers if his or her account is public. I would encourage you to check the hashtags that your teens post with. Um, You can just click the hashtag, and a hashtag is um, the pound sign followed by words 
together. Click on those. And when you click the hashtag, it'll take you to everyone on Instagram who has used that hashtag. And you can see what it's talking about very quickly. Uh, I don't have any uh, examples right off of hand, but click on those and you'll find out uh, what they're posting to, what they're posting about, even if the wording on their picture is limited. So I'd encourage you to check those hashtags and talk with your students. Help them to understand that when they post with a hashtag, that makes their picture visible to all the users on Instagram, ultimately. They won't all see it, but it makes it visible to them should they should another user seek that hashtag out. And then they see your teen's picture, and then they follow, and then a lot of terrible things can happen uh, from that. All right, next thing. Kids can send private messages. Instagram Direct is like texting with photos or videos, and you can do it with up to 15 mutual friends. These pictures don't show up on their public feeds. Although there's nothing wrong with group chats, kids may be more likely to share inappropriate stuff with their inner circles. So I'm aware of one parent who was vigilant in um, checking up on the use uh, of the phone by their teenager. Uh, And the teenager knew this. So they wouldn't communicate in Snapchat. They wouldn't communicate in um, any texting app. But they were using this direct messaging um, aspect of Instagram to communicate with someone who they weren't supposed to be. And so... Um, just be aware that that happens. Be aware that that takes place uh, and have those conversations with your kids. Now, there's two links that I, I want to point you to in the show notes. One of them is an article, and the title of the article is Instagram is the worst social media app for young people's mental health. I've read this here and I've read this in other places as well that teenagers, because of this false narrative that's created by so many of them, they come to believe that their life is terrible and it really causes a cycle of kind of this downward psychological uh, cycle uh, leading to anxiety and depression. Anxiety that they'll never measure up, they'll never be enough, they'll never arrive. And this depression just saying, what is life for if I can't arrive there? So I read that article, I would encourage you to think through some of the things in there. Think about how you're going to talk to your uh, son or daughter about their use of Instagram. And then I've included an article also, Five Ways to Protect Your Students from Social Media. Um, Be sure and check those things out as well. All right, youth culture news. Here's some things going on out there that you may or may not be aware of. And here's something crazy. Uh, you have the son who always plays video games. You can't get him off of the video games. Here's something amazing that's developing. Possibly that could be a career in the future. <laughs> who would have thought it? Just like athletes go on to professional sports, there is now a professional esports network forming. Esports continue to grow more and more legitimate with the Overwatch League, uh, a league of gamers establishing city-based teams, minimum salary contracts, and big-time team owners like Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft owns the um, Patriots, I believe. Apart from carpal tunnel risk, it may be a safer bet than trying to make it big in football, a real sport. And your 17-year-old could be the next big star. Okay, so think about this. There's some links in the show notes, but look through some of those. (laughs) They're paying 
big contracts, big salaries for teenagers to play games and, and compete against one another. So there's this league developing. Uh, it's called the Overwatch League. Um, different cities form teams and they compete against one another. It's really amazing to think about the kind of this virtual world of gaming and competition and how that's taken off. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe your teen will be involved in that. Maybe there is a hope for the endless hours that they spend uh, in front of the television playing games. <laughs> hmm. All right, next thing. Uh, Apple announced this week that the new generation of Apple Watch will have cell service, meaning you can answer a call from your surfboard. Uh, yeah, right. I guess it's waterproof, so maybe you can. You can answer a phone call wherever you are. So why is it trendsetting? Other tech companies will follow suit, meaning it will be considered normal to never unplug, to talk to your wrists, and to potentially erase the line between play and work. So whether your teens get the new watch or not, the way it changes our collective perception of normal will impact them. Sure, it may slightly reduce our dependence on our phones, but it's really just replacing one tech tool for another. So use this as an opportunity to spark family conversations about technology boundaries. Help your kids to understand that technology isn't the answer to life, the answer to everything. It does solve some problems. It does provide some conveniences, but it's not ultimately the end-all answer. And then that gives you the conversation about Jesus, right? Hopefully you'll take that opportunity. Last little bit of news uh, for the week. Um, Kylie Jenner, uh, you may not know who she is, part of the Jenner family, the Kardashian clan. Um, She recently revealed the reason behind her world-changing plump pout, meaning she gets lip injections, okay? Uh, If you don't know who she is, ask your daughters if they know who she is. I would um, wager... I'm not a betting person, but I will wager a bet that they follow her on Instagram and other social accounts, probably on Snapchat, and they know who she is. Uh, and she talks in those videos and those posts about um, her lip injections. But here's the, why she, the reason why she did it. A boy judged her kissing skills. So Kylie first appeared with plump lips in 2014, meaning she was only 16 years old when she got lip injections. Okay, so that was validation. Whether you know it or not, your daughters were watching this, that was validation for them. Because uh, someone they looked up to, uh, 16 years old, got lip injections, boom. It must be okay. I'm going to do it as well when I get the opportunity. Uh, Or they think it's okay. Uh, Anyways, um, I'm indifferent to lip injections. Just as teenage girls, you know, why is it necessary? It's not. Since then, her lips have changed beauty standards everywhere, leading to young girls taking the painful Kylie Jenner challenge and using expensive lip balms to achieve the look. Tons of other female celebs have followed suit, and according to one plastic surgeon, young girls in their early 20s and their late teens are getting lip fillers everywhere. That's what one plastic surgeon said. All because of one boy's comments and how they fed into a star's insecurities. Here's two quick takeaways from this. One, teach your children to face and overcome their insecurities, not ignore them. Um, you have to deal with those things. You can't try to cover them up and hide them. And then number two, help them understand that the tongue has the power to bring life or death. And if they cannot control their tongue, they may not be able to control their future. They need to be in control of what they say and who they say it to and how they say it. And then another thing I would say The last thing I would wrap up with is be sure and have conversations with them about, uh, like Ephesians 2.10, they are Christ's Christ's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. He made them how they are, 
Whether they like that or not, that's a different story. That's part of the conversation. But God created them like they are for a purpose. We're not all made to have um, <laughs> big arms, big chest, big body. I don't know. I'm just a guy, so I'm thinking of those terms. All the teenage girls weren't made to have these big, pouty, fluffy lips that I don't even know how you eat. How would you eat your milkshake with big, <laughs> pouty, fluffy lips? Like I don't even know. That would be a problem for me. Maybe it's not a problem for girls. So just be aware of these things that are going on. That's all for um, the news this week, Youth Culture News. Hopefully it's engaging for you. Hopefully you're learning something you maybe haven't heard before that's useful as you strive to raise up your kids in the way they should go, following after the Creator, the Word of Life, Jesus Christ Himself. Thanks for listening. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and you or you can listen to it on the website, firstpampa.org, on the student ministry page. Find us there. Listen to us. New posts every week. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. Tell me what you think. Other than that, have a great day, have a great week, and God bless you as parents.